Hello, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Dirtbags. We are a podcast that rates and reviews teenage movies and relates them to our stupid teenage lives and embarrassing stories. <sighs> wow. Okay. I'm Carly. <laughs> I'm Maddie. And today is episode two of our summer series. Yes. So um, my birthday's coming up. Two and days. In two days when this releases. And my boyfriend... And some of my best friends put together a surprise slumber party for me last weekend. And it was all the girls. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because my friend Catherine brought, honestly, 25, 30 maybe. Yep. Old Millennium Teen Magazine. J14. J14. Cosmo. YM. 17 Magazine. Yeah. Teen Vogue. Like, the classics and we sat here for hours and played quizzes and found out what uh cake represents what boy we are interested in right and we did we have the same one we had the same one it was a current magazine though who was ours we got we picked chocolate no i did not pick okay okay animal ask our guests because i'll actually remember okay Okay. vanilla cake chocolate cake funfetti cake or ice cream cake which one's your favorite? Ice cream cake. That's what I picked too. Oh yeah. Okay. So then we got Cole Sprouse is our soulmate. Apparently, she looks very blank. Okay. Blank. He is. He is the little boy from <laughs> Big Daddy. He's the little boy. <laughs> who is that? He's a little boy from Big Daddy who is now um, very popular He's for in Riverdale. Riverdale. Oh, okay. It was a yeah. current magazine. Yeah. So sadly. bear with us. Yeah. But but anyway, the point is, is it was so freaking amazing. So thank you so much to. Everyone who came to Michael, who organized the whole thing so that he could play video games well and get me out of his hair. Um, I'm glad you had fun. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I swear sometimes. I should stop. I'm not going to swear here. Um, anyway. In front of our guests. In front of our guests. I keep doing that. Okay. Let's get on to the episode, shall we? Yes. Um, okay, so that was my preface. Yeah, that was a good preface. It was a really fun party, and oh, it was, it was we so ate candy awesome. and chips and ice cream and red magazines. Um, okay, so today we have a very special guest. If you grew up in the '90s, early 2000s, you'll know her from being a much music VJ. But now she is a political activist, and she's <laughs> doing a lot of cool things um, that we'll talk about. And yeah, so welcome to Jennifer Holland. Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah. So you have Cole Sprouse as your your number one celebrity match. I will say, as someone who grew up <laughs> reading the magazines you just yeah. mentioned, uh, and also Teen Beat and Bop, yeah, Sassy. Shout out to Sassy as well. Uh, that sounds like something totally I'd be into. I, I don't know who he is, but yeah, I'm likely to have a crush on him. So what, what, um, who, I guess we'll get right into it since we're uh, talking about it. Who were some of your celebrity crushes growing up? Oh, I had so many. I mean, I think that's, you know, the really fun part about being a teen girl is just crushing on, on everything and, and just... Being the number one fan, right? Yeah. So for oh, yeah. me, the biggest crush was Donnie Wahlberg of New Kids on the nice. Block. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, I like the bad boys. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Donnie Osmond. And so I did like, I! Oh. <laughs> that's one generation before. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a little... Oh, people oh. had a lot of crushes on him too, though. Uh, so Donnie Wahlberg, and then of course, by extension, 
Mark Wahlberg, right. a.k.a. Marky Mark, who actually was in the original New Kids on the Block, but dropped out. Not everyone knows that. Wow, I did not. I don't think I knew that either. Uh, and in case you're wondering, <laughs> I am seeing New Kids on the Block and their upcoming tour, which is with... <laughs> Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, Salt and Peppa, and Naughty by Nature. Stop. Wow. Stop. And, and just to ensure you my commitment to being Donnie Wahlberg's number one fan. I mean, the plan was to marry him, but right. he's yeah. with Jenny McCarthy yeah. on his second marriage. Right. Yeah. I've been to every single New Kids on the Block tour. What? <laughs> How many? Do you know? Oh, I'd have to count them up. The first one was actually at Canada's Wonderland. Oh, oh my gosh. I- I don't yeah. know if you know, but they used to have this thing called Kingswood, and it's where they would have concerts, and on top of your ticket to the park, you could pay $15 and see a concert. So New Kids on the Block, they were touring with Tiffany. They were actually opening up for Tiffany. Wow. But then they became so popular, they flipped it. Yeah. So I got to see then Tiffany open up for New Kids on the Block. Oh, I wonder if so that, that was so hard So that to was the first, and I'm probably at seven, eight, or nine, I'd actually have to, to count them up. And that's when they were like really, really big, uh-huh. and then- at one point they were small again yeah. and right. and now they're they're back after a break and it's really smart what they're doing is like targeting my demographic so basically the old fans who grew up obsessed with new kids on the block and then every time they come back they just add like other acts from the same era yeah uh, right so you're just like like i've seen them with boys to men oh paula abdul <laughs> so you're just like you know when you think oh it's a lot of money like do i need to go again then they have naughty by nature and salt and what's really fun is i actually reached out to an old friend from high school who i haven't seen in decades and i said do you want to come see this? Because back in the day, we would go to all the shows together. We were really, really good friends in high school. And we just drifted apart. Right. And yeah, she's going to come up and no we're going to reunite. And we're going to see the show. So I'm so really excited about that. What venue are they playing at these days? Scotiabank. Wow. wow. Do they have new music? They do. And oh, actually, okay. they have a, a really great song and video called The Boys in the Band where they make fun of themselves <laughs> and do a tribute to all the boy bands oh over God. the years. And then Debbie Gibson has a cameo where she actually is spoofing the Britney Spears <laughs> Hit Me Baby One More Time video. Wow. Yeah. And then there are also other cameos like Lance Bass, for example. No so way. yeah, Bill Biff DeVoe, take a look. It's an incredible video. That's amazing. And whether you're like someone who grew up in that era, even if you rolled your eyes at New Kids on the Block, you're going to enjoy the video. And this is a band just like owning who, who they yeah. were, having fun with it, and then marketing it, right? Right. Yeah. Giving the fans what well, they want. Well, that's what you have to do. Well, I mean, I guess you don't have to. You can make a big comeback. But that is such a smart play. This is how savvy they are <laughs> with the marketing and the tours. The last show I, I saw them at, they actually had a bar set up around the stage. <laughs> so you could pay extra to get front row to the stage so that you can like, it's like a stage, then a rotating stage, and then yeah. a walkout, right? Like it's like a big stadium show. Yeah. But you could actually sit at a bar and then Donnie, because he's such a bad boy, <laughs> I actually saw him reach down, say, can I have a sip of your drink? Uh, Take a sip, give it, oh yeah, it's like a fan stream, right? Yeah. Because you're like, Donnie drank from my beer. We're <laughs> basically kissing, which yeah. means we're married. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so and awesome. Yeah. Still, you've said the word, the, the word, the name Donnie three or four times. And every single time I still expect you to say Osmond after. <laughs> no matter what. I don't know why. It's just, I, I think it's just stuck in my head for some reason. What's funny is in their aging, I would say I'm less attracted to him now. 
I would say perhaps maybe like a Joe McIntyre. Uh, I also like just love Jonathan Knight. Uh, he has since come out and uh, like the fans like love that he's gay. They yeah. support him. They're all about like his relationship. But on stage, it's almost like he doesn't care. Like right. he's not into the screaming girls. He's there for the paycheck. And I love him even more for that. <laughs> yeah. He's not fully doing the dance moves. And yeah. He has a little smirk. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny how it can flip actually based on attraction. But again, back when you're like a teenager, you have a loyalty to your favorite band. Right. And then your favorite member of the band. So you have to commit to that for life. So, right. so I'm committed. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not a fact of like, because we grew up, the, the big challenge or whatever in my teenage years was is it Backstreet Boys or is it NSYNC right it was not both yeah it was one or the other yeah. and once you chose one you had to pick a member and it was not oh I like three of them no no you had a favorite <laughs> that was the one you liked have either of you seen the Lou Pearlman documentary yes I think it's from a while ago right yeah it's well it, it's on YouTube I think so yeah it's on I think YouTube so. like heard as, about as it. not illegally meaning it's like a YouTube documentary yeah, yeah. but it, it actually like has members of all the different boy bands that Lou Pearlman, you know, developed, launched, and then screwed over, and right. they're all talking, and they, and they talk about that that rivalry and 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 fans having to choose and oh, yeah. absolutely, and still to this day, like I I'm like oh immediately Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys every time I was Backstreet Boys as well, it's and like who thing. was your who was your member that you chose? The question um, is really, are you into the bad boy, right? right. the hunk, right. the baby, See, the average looking one? Brian. <laughs> They're I, all good looking, but it just Brian, plays out like that. The thing, I loved Brian and Kevin. Cause yeah, I they thought, were average Joes. Hold on. Eyebrows. What do you mean? Kevin's eyebrows. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. they were pretty aggressive. He was just also like, I like it. I like three it, but feet it's, taller. It's he was three feet taller than the rest of them, and he wore like long black matrix yeah he looked like matrix Keanu. coats he looked like Keanu he Reeves did. honestly yeah yeah so I was all about AJ because he seemed like AJ yeah he seemed like he was like he had the tattoos and he wore like the funky outfits but I was also into like Lenny Kravitz you know I was into someone who wanted to be a little different <laughs> there's a real bad yeah. boy like yeah Donnie Wahlberg's not a bad boy <laughs> like a real sexy bad boy is more of a Lenny Kravitz yeah. and I think Donnie would agree yeah it took me a very long time to admit that I liked any of them because I was I was insistent on being the tomboy, mm-hmm. and so I was like I refuse to like boy bands. I only like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. I'm so cool. And then my cousin, she was the girly girl, and I was the tomboy. And she introduced me to I almost said BSB, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And then I was like, oh, dear. like I didn't want to like them. It's funny, oh all these God. boxes and rules that we yeah. have in high school, because I also liked other genres of music. Right. So even though I was really into New Kids on the Block and I refused to outgrow them, and I continue to refuse to outgrow right. them <laughs> yeah, in my 40s, I uh, also was into hip hop, right? I remember seeing De La Soul with a tribe called Quest. And for nice. any hip hop heads out there, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I saw them together in Buffalo wow. at a club show, right? Uh, I also saw uh, Nirvana and Maple wow. Leaf Gardens back in the day. So I was just seeing as many shows uh, as I could because I loved music. And uh, it was a time where uh, much music, and this was before I was a, a VJ, <laughs> but you could just watch a pop video followed by a hip-hop video yeah. followed by a metal video followed by yeah. a rock video and uh anytime someone said they were going to toronto for a concert or buffalo because i grew up in st Catharines, so we had both cities that we could play off of i just said yeah let's 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 do yeah. it i wanted to be a part of it yeah yeah i like that and i even thought that on the way home today because i was listening to the radio i like switching the, it up and 
I today I was stuck in like just bumper to bumper traffic and I had it on I can't remember what it was but it was more of a pop um, station and I even felt myself even 15 years or whatever it is after high school and after my teenage life I still felt myself being like oh I don't want like everyone in the cars beside me to hear that I'm listening to pop but and then I'm like what the hell do I care but it's just it's there's a lot of judgment around quick. pop yeah. yeah but it's even it's not even I don't think anyone maybe they're judging me they're probably not even paying attention like I'm so self-absorbed and thinking that they're looking at me but I just have it's just a very quick reaction that I'm like oh and I'm like oh what am I gonna just like change it because of other people it doesn't matter so while I wasn't much music I had uh, a t-shirt that I would wear and it said I heart boy bands yeah and a lot of people watching at home assumed that I was being ironic right. when I wore it I and I actually wasn't yeah. and then I wore it when I interviewed Jordan Knight of New Kids on the Block yeah he was promoting a solo project and he loved it right yeah. and we were kind of laughing at it like so there's a laugh with it but I love boy bands and mm -hmm. there's something about pop or what I like to call death pop. I mean like the pop, <laughs> yeah. pop, singing, if not lip syncing, dancing, explosions, right. yeah. someone pointing at you. They're really pointing at 10 rows of people, but you think they're pointing at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I guess it's what the kids today would call basic, that it feels basic. Right. Uh, but to me, it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's just hit making, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like a musical, uh, which is what we're going to be talking about today, yeah. but yeah, just yeah. putting on a, a great show and being entertained. Yeah. Yeah. There's a maturity that comes with music, yeah. and there are also journeys that artists are on. Yeah. So I'll share with you a story. My first job out of university was working at Sony Music, cool. and there were a lot of music artists that would come through, mainly Canadian artists, but sometimes international artists. And a friend of mine who I worked with the other day reminded me of this story, which is I said, like, there's this pop group in the cafeteria. I think we should go and meet them. You know, they could be big. And he was just like, uh... And so I went, and it was Destiny's Child. So ah! I have like a picture <laughs> yeah, in our cafeteria oh with Destiny's God. Child. And uh, back then, not everyone took them as seriously as the world does Beyonce today, right? right. But she had that talent back then yeah. as well for anyone who was actually listening. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, so I want to backtrack for a minute and talk about your high school experience. Right. So you were saying that you just saw Booksmart and that you loved it, and you can talk more about that, and you related to one of the characters. So, um, yeah, just tell us a bit about what you were like and how you related to Booksmart, I guess. Yeah, so I saw a couple postings on social media about Booksmart, and I love going to movies, plays, art cold. Mm -hmm. I love if someone just says, I think you'll like this, or... I like this. And I knew there was something feminist about it. That's really all I knew, right? right? Like young women, feminism. So I went in with a good friend of mine, cold. And within just like two minutes, especially opening scene where they're dancing, right. I just thought, I'm going to love this. Mm -hmm. And they are capturing very much my high school experience, yeah. which is, I was a girl who was a keener. Yeah. I was smart and creative and dorky and did weird weird dances and I still do weird dances <laughs> and I was loud and feminist and raised my hand and raised my hand again in in, in class uh, but I also was like kind and sincere and and earnest and not all those things work together in in high school right and even throughout uh life and and I I thought that this movie actually captured uh, kids through these characters in that like awkward mixture totally. of teenage life mm -hmm. and as well extended it to the popular and cooler kids and showed a different side of yeah. them. Yeah. 
Totally. I liked how all the characters had contradictions and then they, they weren't just the nerd or the yeah. like the typical um, president. I loved it so much. Yeah, that me this too. This morning, I watched the trailer twice <laughs> and I posted on Facebook and Twitter and yeah. Instagram. I just said, you need to go see yeah. this movie. Yeah. It is just a joy to watch and it captures the power of young women's friendship. And yeah. we rarely see that totally. in art in a way that isn't making fun. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that happens a bit in the movie. They're having fun. About. They're having fun. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. like in the movie that we're going to talk about later, there's a lot of the <laughs> oh, female yeah. friendships are very made fun of in this. But um, really quick. So you, you said that you grew up in St. Catharines. That's right. So did you have, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Token characters. Did you have cliques in your high school? Yes. Uh, so we had a popular group. That had a name. I oh! was going to ask if it had a name. Oh, my God. What is it? They named themselves the Sexy Six. <gasps> okay. Shorthand S6. Oh, my gosh. And they were beautiful <laughs> and had clear skin <laughs> and big smiles and long hair. And everyone just kind of went along with it. Yeah. Right? They would sign... S6 on, on the lockers. And uh, what was weird about it is that in class, the six of them would be cool with you and work with you and do group projects. But in the hallways, right. if you were in their grade or you weren't like at their level, they wouldn't even lock eyes with you. Yeah. And they wouldn't date anyone in their grade. They'd only date older. Right. Yeah, that made the guys want them even more. Right. So the, the the popular girls, and like there were guys in the mix as well, but like this group, the Sexy Six, we all just went <laughs> along with it, even though it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I was in a, a group uh, that we called a posse of like more of the like freaks and geeks. Yeah. Right? right. Like, so the smart kids, the theater kids, the kids that do like different activities, like not particularly cool, not really uncool. I, right. don't, I think like pretty open-minded. And uh, a friend of mine created something. Uh, she was in a bit of a, a fight with someone over a guy. And this girl was like threatening to beat her up over this guy. And she said, oh, yeah. Well, and she just made this up. I have the 103 posse to suggest <laughs> she had this like huge posse of people behind oh. her. <laughs> and then she said to me, like, I've created this thing called the 103 Posse. <laughs> Maybe we should, like, write out a list of 1 to 103 and, like, start pe putting people on the list. So I thought that was a great idea. Oh so I'm number three. And we just started, like, writing a list of our friends oh and gosh. people we thought were cool, including teachers, adults, other people in our life. <laughs> and then we got the idea of creating actual cards. So we would, kind of like a zine, which I also had in high school. Oh. I had my own little independent magazine. But we would create these cards that we would type up on a typewriter and we would cut and paste oh letters from God. teen magazines. Oh my gosh. And then we would laminate it by just getting that big clear tape and putting yes, like one, yes. two on one side, one, two on the other, cutting it. And we had membership cards. Uh, so I brought, you brought no! Oh, I brought oh my goodness. My school yearbook. Oh And we even got an entry God. in the school yearbook for yes. our 103 posse. Even though it's, it's not, really a a club you were in the club section yeah 103 oh posse oh my what? god underneath his airbands which we also won 
So I'm also in the air bands. Posse. Yeah, there you go. So that's 103 Posse. It's not all the members, just oh, some of the members. I love that <laughs> so much. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. should so be a the guy on the side is the one the Posse was created over. See, he was on the side just posing, being all, being all cool yeah, with yeah, a sweatshirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, It's a uniform school and he's wearing a sweatshirt, so it's like wow. very cool. Kind of, It's kind of like, you know, hip-hop, badass kind of guy there. That, I don't, that's who the fight was over. I don't know if you're into screenwriting at all, but that should oh be a God. movie. No, it is. I was just thinking. No, it is. <laughs> everything about it, and I I think it bothered a lot of people. Like, I, I think a lot of people just thought, like, that's stupid. But then, because we actually had a, a sign that we would do. Oh so it's gosh. three fingers. I can see. That's yeah, we're all doing the three fingers. Doing it. And the idea with the three fingers, because we definitely had overactive imaginations. Yeah. And an inside sense of humor. The idea with the three fingers was, uh, do you remember Vanilla Ice? Yes. We used, to, we used to say like, Vanilla Ice is so whack, he doesn't even know how to do the peace sign. Instead, he puts three fingers up. This right. is like a joke we had. Like, yeah. sure. like he's kind of want to be hip hop. So we thought, wouldn't it be funny instead of doing the peace sign, which was very big at the time, we do the three. So then everyone started doing the three. And I think the people who weren't in it had a choice to either say, can I be in it? Where's my card? Or to go, that's so stupid and juvenile. Right. But then it just kept growing and growing. And I would say at the at the peak of the posse, so it's a bit of a long story, but, but I, I think, no, I think you'll it. enjoy I'm this. I'm so excited. This is the best day of my life <laughs> yeah. right now. This, this, this definitely is for, for the movie. Uh, so I uh, ran for uh, student council promotions coordinator. It was a new position where you could do school announcements and promote events going on and get students engaged. And I uh, went to one of the school dances, except instead of being a school dance, it was a live concert. And at this point, because I was in grade 12 going into grade 13, we used yeah, to have right. grade 13 back <laughs> yeah. then, OAC here in Ontario. Uh, <laughs> I was at this dance, a lot of grade nines, grade 10s. That's how it worked in our school. Grade nine and ten, you go to the dances, and you're kind of too old for them. Oh, really? So yeah, yeah so I uh, was there, and uh, two bands were playing. The big name band was Moxie Fruvis. Okay. okay, at our high school, it was a pretty big deal at the time. <laughs> yeah. And opening up was this smaller band we didn't know called the Gravelberries. Uh, so I was there, kind of just hanging out. I think we were going to be doing some announcements, and I heard all the teachers talking. Like, pss, pss, pss. I said, "Well, what's going on?" They said, "Mike Myers of Saturday Night Live <gasps> is in the auditorium." Now, this was at the height of Wayne's World. Oh, This was God. at the height of SNL. Yeah. We would all talk about Saturday Night Live, and we'd all do the characters. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we're in St. Catharines. We're with you. Right. We're not in Toronto. Yeah. We're not in Los Angeles. So I'm thinking, is, is this really? Is this? So I start asking around, and then I go in pretending to be all cool, and I see him there with a group of people. Yeah, it's very random, right? So word is that his brother was in the Gravelberries, oh. and he was there to see his brother perform. So I get what at the time was the height of technology, my mini tape recorder, <laughs> yes. and I find him and his posse around him out by the cafeteria, and I said, hi, Mike Myers, I would like to interview you for the school paper. <gasps> and he said, sure. And no. we did an impromptu interview. And we ran it in the school paper in my zine. And oh before I let him go, I also had a camera on me. I said, can we take a picture? And I said, can you put three fingers up, please? 
Do you have the photo? Not on me, but, but I'll see if exists. I can. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. To but you can it. imagine how everyone that, felt when Mike oh, Myers was amazing. doing the 103 Bossy oh, sign. Oh my goodness! You're like 104, Mike yeah. Myers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we actually had to create an extended mix because that's... we had hit on. So he is on the extended mix. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I have a few things <laughs> that's I need to say. First of all, we would have a hundred percent been friends i love everything about the 103 posse the yeah. cards you made i've always dreamt of making like my own custom made like player cards of like friends do it i well i can't really draw anymore but oh. also i wouldn't be as ambitious of you uh, as you in high school so i like you're what you're saying right now is what i wanted to be like in high yeah. school well and this is the key which is having a bestie so that's what right. i loved about book smart it was that best right. friend relationship and melissa and i we lived on the same street oh my gosh we were in the same classes amazing. we were in the air band picture the track and field picture together right so we just had an idea and we didn't care enough about what other people thought of us so we just yeah. did it because we thought it would be fun yeah. See, as I long as it much. was fun right as yeah. long as it was fun and we thought it was cool and you actually were the one that created the school paper so uh there was the school paper which I wrote for and then my own zine wow. so that was kind of like like a little punk rock thing I had and I would basically type up cut and paste photocopy my own independent magazine wow. I sold it at the independent record shop <gasps> downtown and I would oh trade it yeah with other zine makers around the world but then <gasps> where where I hit the next level is I took uh, a creative writing class which unfortunately is now being canceled here in Ontario due to what? Doug Ford yeah a lot of creative oh, writing Doug. classes are being canceled but this creative writing class I thought can I through the creative writing class get access to the school photocopier to make more zines. Right. Oh so God. I was able to get access to the school photocopier and make more zines. And I actually ended up making a zine. And these are just like black and white, like, you know, very DIY, yeah. stapled together pieces of paper, but of the creative writing class. And I called that zine out of uniform because we were a Catholic school and we wore uniform. So oh I actually my. got an out of uniform slip and I ripped it up. And that was the cover of the creative oh writing class God. zine. I'm obsessed. Yeah. You're so, so I was cool. all, I was all about activities yeah. and just doing things See, and, and running with it it makes me so jealous like I, I those are the things I would have done at home by myself because I care too much for what people think so I would have done it by myself maybe showed a couple friends but like that's so cool <laughs> I'm so jealous that's so cool oh thanks that and is really cool also this is you in the front right the long hair yes nope. I had very long hair back okay then. so yeah. okay because there's someone with the same last name what am I crazy Jennifer Hollett you're crazy Did I think I my it? sister Okay. There, I have a sister as well. Oh, yeah. Kathy Hall. Yeah, okay. That's my sister, okay. yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was like, And we also look similar. Okay. So. Okay. But my question is, when did you decide to chop it off and do the spiky hairdo that was iconic? Yes. Yeah, so I had long, very, you can see in that picture, very Alanis Morissette yes. type of hair. Long and wavy. And had long and wavy hair for a while throughout university. And... Then just thought it was it was time for a change. So first I went shoulder length black. That was kind of like the first thing I did. And is that at, like when you graduated high school? Sorry, this would have been end of university. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went from like long hair, shoulder length, and then by the time I got my first job, which was at Sony Music, and working in the music industry, you have a lot of freedom with what you wear right. and like, right. you know how you style your hair. Uh, I went to Coupe Bazaar, which is like 
very cool hair salon in, in Toronto and especially at that time on Queen Street West. Yeah. And I just wanted to get like funky haircuts. Uh, but how I went really, really short is I wanted to go blonde. Yeah. And since I had so much of the black hair dye yeah. in uh. my hair, they actually <laughs> they decided they had to cut it out. <laughs> so I went blonde and then from blonde, I had the base to go blue. I went purple. So I was doing lots of different colors. Yeah. By the time I got to TV and before much music, I was at Talk TV, which was a CTV digital channel Mm -hmm. I thought okay let's tone it down don't need the punky colors anymore Uh, let's go with red Uh, but I thought if I changed it up that would be kind of like changing the color if I changed the style so at much music every year I would have a different style so I kept the color relatively the same which was red or red and blonde yeah and then every year I would just change it up and it was like just something creative that I could do. It was, again, a job that allowed me and rewarded me for having creative haircuts. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect my hair to be so polarizing. People either loved my hair <laughs> right. or they hated it. I even had one hairstylist leave me a voicemail saying, I don't like your hair. I'll cut it for free. Uh, we had uh, people in the message boards, you know, saying I was ugly and they hated my oh. haircut. So then I asked them to post pictures of their haircuts and they were all super boring, bad haircuts. Yeah. So I realized, I think we're all looking at hair very differently right so now I have like definitely a much more kind of like mainstream haircut and part of the reason I grew it out is after having short funky hair for so long I felt the only thing I could do to change it up was actually to, to maybe, go normal. Yeah, like <laughs> normal. To, to grow it out. Yeah, to grow it out. Be able to put in a ponytail sometimes. Right. But I still have the red. I still have that red. Yes. Yeah. That's I, I there's this very specific image of you that I have with, I mean, like the spiky, but I also imagining, and correct me if I'm wrong, am I, did you ever have baby, baby bangs? I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The baby bangs are a style that I wish I could, I just am not alternative enough. I don't think. So to, the, the, I don't know. The, the first hairstyle I had on uh, much was very much this kind of raver cut, which was like the messy in the back, yes, that's right? A, really that's messy one of the in the ones. back and then short bangs in the front. And I remember visiting St. Catherine's. This would have been, around 2002 and my mom saying we were going to church she said put the hair in the back down it's it's too much right and I said what like it's like lots of people have this haircut and she's like I think it's a bit much two years later my mom had that haircut my mom because in the end older women had the messy hair in the back Mm -hmm. right just shows you how styles move so from um the messy uh haircut then I went to very short on one side long on the other short bangs yeah that was very it was like again just a polarizing haircut people either loved it they hated it uh then I had a faux hawk uh, very similar to what like pink had and <laughs> yeah, still yeah. has. Uh, and then the the final hair- haircut was just more of kind of like a, a Justin Bieber bob. Love it. Right, right. Before Justin Bieber where it's just kind of like a super round. Right. And uh, I ended up having that one for a while. Well, actually, Maddie has a new haircut. She used to have really long hair up until yesterday. Yeah, I, I had my hair to my waist like yesterday. And <laughs> you I feel cut naked? Off. I feel very strange. This is day, really day one of this. Yeah. I feel very strange. I feel lightheaded, quite literally. <laughs> I feel very... um. I went to work today and a lot of people went, you, some, something's different. All, no, that's not true. All of the men went, sorry to um, stereotype that men don't know anything, but they literally all the men were like, you look, there's something, did you do something? And all the women were like, she cut literally 16 inches off of her hair. Yeah. What are you talking? All the guys were like, um, something's different. But I've really noticed weird. with hair, if your face is still framed the same, yeah, they don't notice. People don't really notice, including right. sometimes women might not even comment. Oh, of course, so it yeah. takes a lot to actually 
turn heads with with hair. Yeah. It usually takes cutting it all off or dyeing it a completely different yeah. color. Um, moving from hair to more, <laughs> this is sort of a funny transition because I want to ask you. Um, in Booksmart, they had posters of like Malala and RBG up on their walls. I wonder what posters would you have had in your room, or what specifically, like what females did you look up to? Um, in specifically like your teen years, but whatever, like if someone comes to mind that was maybe in, more in college, then that's okay too. So I really liked Debbie Gibson growing up. Okay. And it was uh, more in grade seven and, and eight. And then by high school, I had moved on to New Kids on the Block. Right. <laughs> but part of the reason I liked Debbie Gibson, aside from like her catchy pop songs and her wild fashions, she would wear the skirt with the biker shorts underneath, which I really liked. Yes. Uh, but if you actually look her up, she was a songwriter. So she was this 13-year-old songwriter cranking out the hits. And I think a lot of people think of her just like as a teen pop star who is uh, recording other songs, but she was uh, a writer, a singer, a producer, and just very talented. And that, for me, thinking that you could just be like that young and really use your voice yeah. and and then like tour the world... Uh, so she was someone like in music who I, I really looked uh, up to. And then uh, later in high school, uh, I discovered through zines and through punk rock Riot Girl, right? The okay. idea that young women were claiming space on punk rock stages and they were, you know, calling women to come up to the mic and share their stories. And while living in St. Catharines, I didn't get like the full Riot Girl experience of, say, Seattle or Portland. Uh, would always just, you know, try to get out to shows anytime there was like a woman in a band or like a woman, you know, in front. And it's part of the reason uh, I, I got to see like Sonic Youth and was yeah. like always very interested in Kim Gordon. Um, so I would say growing up because I didn't uh, have a lot of like political role models at the time. It yeah. was really just like looking for women in music uh, who were really finding their way and 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 and, and carving out uh, room for, for women. And the industry is so male-dominated, yeah. and that includes the mosh pits, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's where I, I felt I was really motivated and exposed to some like early ideas of, of feminism. Yeah. Can I... So before we get... To, into the movie because I, I want to start talking about that. I would laugh so hard if you start talking about hair again. <laughs> After she okay, just said that. I gotta talk about hair. No, <laughs> I was just gonna because you, you you touched really quickly on politics, and I don't know if this is too much of a of a jump ahead, but I just want to quickly go into kind of what you're doing now and how you got into that because, I mean, whether or not you see it this way, from a very image oriented you know kind of visual thing, it's a big change. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, we, we saw you as kind of like this, what we were talking about, like an alternative music. Punk um, girl. Punk girl. Yeah. <laughs> New kids on the block. And now <laughs> it's a political, you've got more concentration on, on politics. And I think that's super interesting because I personally, and I've changed since being an adult, um, I never was interested in politics. And I was never, I was like, it's not important. It's not, you know not that I was punk, but I was like, punk people don't care about politics. Oh, I don't care. Like, it's not, it's not my thing. It's not going to affect me. And then as I obviously aged, uh, I, I realized that's not accurate. 
accurate. It's all connected for me yeah. because it was actually punk and hip hop music that exposed me to a lot of social issues growing mm -hmm. up. So I was listening to hip hop and, you know, discovering a song like Cop Killer and what NWA was doing mm -hmm. and, you know, Public Enemy, 911 is a joke. And it was like punk music really criticizing the government and uh, the mainstream and like just introducing this idea to me of like systems and systemic change. Uh, so it was through music that I st started asking questions and then listening to other artists and groups. Uh, and then you throw in going to university, mm. which is where you can like start attending protests and doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. deeper study, right, with your electives. So by the time I got to much music, uh, I was really connected to music and pop culture as a way to see the world. And then I was given an assignment that would change my world, uh, which was uh, hosting a documentary in Afghanistan about the lives of young people and women post-Taliban. Mm. And that documentary just really opened my eyes uh, to some of the biggest issues of the day. Uh, from there, I covered all types of social issues and days like International Women's Day uh, or... Uh, um, Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, so I was always given an opportunity on top of throwing the music videos mm -hmm. and interviewing the biggest music artists of the moment to actually do a story on what the music is about or what's going on uh, across the country and do it in a voice that speaks to young people. So mm -hmm. I can still have that haircut. I can still, you know, dress like like a, like a cool young person, a right. VJ, uh, but I can ask the big questions. Yeah. Uh, and then I was uh, assigned to cover both uh, the U.S. election and the Canadian federal election. Um, so that... What uh, year? Sorry? So this would have been in the 2004 uh, federal election. Okay. And we actually extended invites to all the party leaders. We said, come on, much music. I'll do a half an hour interview with you. And uh, the liberals uh, didn't get back to us. The conservatives didn't get back to us, but the NDP did and the Green Party did. So I had one-on-one -on -one interviews with Jim Harris, who was the leader of the Greens, and uh, Jack Layton, oh. leader of the NDP. And that interview with Jack uh, really inspired me because right. he made the time. He was smart. He was funny. Uh, he seemed to not just get youth, but respect youth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that piqued my interest. Right. Uh, so I started talking to my friends about politics and highlighting the gap between young people and our issues and politicians and how old they are and how disconnected they are um, from youth across the country. And I remember a friend of mine, Sarah, who I know from High School Model United Nations, <laughs> yeah. we were uh, sitting on some swings at the big ice cream shop in St. Catharines, which is called Avondale. And we were just saying to each other, like, yeah, man, we should change politics. Yeah, there should be like better candidates, like younger candidates, you know, more women, more racial diversity. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone should do something about that. <laughs> and then we looked at each other and realized... Well, we're someone, right? Like we should. And uh, that's where we started talking about we should get more involved with a political party. And for that, it was the NDP. So even though it's it seems so, so separate, it was actually music and much music uh, that really gave me that push to do more. That's awesome. Wow. That's really cool.
So are you still involved with the NDP? So I'm not running this year, but I do political commentary and I am an NDP member. So yeah, I'm still in the mix and I'm sure I'll run again at some point. Uh, Last year I ran uh, for... Uh, city council here in Toronto but in the middle of the election Doug Ford slash city council in half right. and uh, eliminated uh, my race and, and many others so <laughs> still just kind of recharging from from yeah, that yeah. experience uh, so I won't be running this year I will be supporting other candidates uh, but I really believe that uh, we need a new type of, of politics so yeah. I hope to run again because I want to see more women and non-binary and racialized people in in, in office and we're only going to get to that representation if more of us step up and run and and run again yeah Mm -hmm. totally that's awesome good for you thanks that was really cool um so before we get to the movie do you have anything that you want to say just in terms of like I don't know getting people involved in voting and just like getting is there any like podcast An interest you, and starting or, and or is there like a podcast you listen to that you're like that's a really good one to sort of get a clear idea of you know the different and where should where should someone so this you can even direct this at someone like me because my knowledge it's very low I don't know much what is someone who with the base knowledge of politics a younger person what do I need to know how do I get started what should I be looking into what should I be listening to reading that kind of stuff yeah so I'd say the best way to look at politics is not by taking a look at the parties that's part of it but just as the average person as you leave your house take a look around look at the roads that you're driving on or walking on right think about your public transit experience take a deep breath of air and ask yourself if it's clean right Mm -hmm. Uh, if you go to school you know ask yourself what's the quality of this education Uh, if you have to go to the doctor like just think about how politics is all around us right Mm -hmm. and then picture the world that you want to live in right and it's it's that gap right that's got that gap of where things are and where we want them to be and where they need to be, especially with like a pressing issue, uh, you know, c- coming very close to destroy everything, the climate crisis. Yeah. Uh, those are the questions you need to ask. Then you can bring those to the, the political party. I think I've heard so many people at their doors tell me like, I'm not into politics. And I think they mean like, this idea of partisan politics or party politics Uh, but you can't be a person in the world without having an opinion on how you experience the world right Right. uh and and if you truly don't care i think that's a very privileged you know position to have yeah Uh, i will say for younger people listening the system is counting on you not voting Right. Right. Right? So it's like, yeah, don't worry about young people. They're not going to vote. Right. Right. So it's been uh, inspiring to watch all these high school students across Ontario organizing and walking out and speaking up on sex ed curriculum, on arts curriculum, on classroom sizes, uh, on their education. It's the first time we've seen that. And uh, it was actually at a workshop. Uh, that was uh, led by one of the organizers. And she was saying that uh, as young people, they're told all the time that they don't care. And sometimes you just believe it because that's what everyone's telling you. But this group of high school students in Ontario that are organizing, they'll be able to vote in the next provincial election. So it does matter when thousands and thousands of students are 
actually asking questions and demanding more of those who work for us. Mm -hmm. That's also the flip, right? So even though candidates are knocking on your door or running ads and, uh, you know, they're, they're talking to you and get your vote, you're actually hiring them to work for you. So I just encourage young people uh, to ask big questions uh, about the world around them and then figure out which party's going to get as close as possible uh, to creating, you know, that, that society, that, that city, that province, that country that, yeah. that you want to live in. And if you think it's all BS, you don't think any of the parties represent your interests, then run, run as yeah. an independent, yeah. put your name on the ballot. Uh, it, it's too important yeah. uh, to let like the old, powerful, often corrupt people yeah. decide how this country is going to be run. Right. Well, I'm happy that someone like you is doing it. I mean, I appreciate that. And I would say for podcasts, because actually podcasts is a really great way to get into things. Canada Land has just a great series Mm -hmm. of of podcasts, deep dives into issues, Mm -hmm. uh, but also Canada Land Commons, like looking at at, at politics and similar to this, right? In a chat cast style. I, I get all of my information from Anna Maria Tremonte. Yeah, absolutely. You can I'm so follow, sad she's leaving. You can follow individual journalists. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think probably most importantly is like have com- have conversations. For sure. Yeah, have sure. conversations. Yeah. Uh, tweet at the candidates. Uh, and if you have someone in your life who maybe knows a little bit more about politics, reach out to them. And then reach out to someone who has a different point of yeah, view. Yes. Um, but your vote matters mm-hmm. you you'd be surprised the distance these candidates will go to make sure that you show up and vote on on election day so yeah. uh show up show up it could really change things i mean we saw that uh with both the election of justin trudeau and barack obama that it was young people who created that that wave yeah. and when young people don't show up uh we have different outcomes <laughs> yeah we, yes we do <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, with let's segue right into Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Maddie, do you want to start us off with a little... Oh, I guess I could do my facts. Yeah. Do you want to do the facts today? Okay, so we do a little... I mean, if anyone hasn't seen Greece, which... <laughs> Someone in this room. Wait, no, no. I may or may not have Sorry. watched it for the first time yesterday. I know. Look, Jennifer, I almost died when I was watching it with her it was I'll get to that but I had so many funny quotes that she was saying because she didn't understand what was going on well, but you know the music you've yes, heard a Greece yes, yes. mega course, mix at every single wedding there was yes I've seen parts of it and I know all the music but as I was watching it I kind of came to the realization I've never actually seen this movie I just think I have because I've seen plays probably or like bits of it yeah it was very shocking it does seem around us at all times yeah i also oh, have no. not seen the movie in in many years right. and uh, it's quite something when you see movies from your for your childhood and for yeah. me it's not even my my childhood i was three when it was made but it was definitely a movie a lot of people watched or yeah. referenced growing up in the 80s as well as the 90s oh and now yeah. like and now yeah yeah we went to, well we'll get into, okay hold on we'll get into that so let's just do these little facts i so, like that you have it just looks like from a binder line yeah. paper yeah. I'll fold <laughs> line it up. Paper, and it's folded up carly is you know the friend you want in your life to to first of all motivate you to do something like a podcast but then take advantage and make things accurate and she made this like a notebook and then she folds it up like a note that you See, would that's what i'm saying for. you know we would She's, have been friends honestly you guys i, I mean i think we would have been friends too <laughs> well, but we're now friends nothing. yes yeah. we're now friends did you love in book smart when the note was passed in that romantic scene right when she yes. was like it was a really yes. nice moment i yeah. want to watch it again yeah. let's watch yeah. it again yeah. Yeah. okay so the facts for this movie greece we're gonna watch well we're not gonna watch it we watched greece we're gonna talk about it so 
Oh my, you have little um like a you need a legend on this. Why? Cuz you've got like your own symbols for what everything oh. means. D so, is director. No, I know that. Okay, <laughs> the director of Greece is Randall Kleiser. Kleiser? Sure. Kleiser. Writers Bronte Bronte oh God. I'm turning into you. I know. Bronte Woodard, Alan Carr who is the ad- adaptation. He wrote yeah, so the it was a Broadway play before the movie. Well, I just I did not know. Yes, I just don't know if Alan Carr wrote the adaptation or the Broadway music. I wasn't part. sure either. Okay, great. Look at us journalism over <laughs> here. Don't please don't judge us. It just okay. said he wrote the adaptation. Okay, so then he. Wrote I'm the taking movie notes and judging you. No, please, <laughs> please don't. Okay, stars John Travolta, and Olivia Newton-John. Premiered June sixteenth, which is very close to when we are right now, nineteen seventy-eight. Yes, rated true. PG, and the log line. PG? It feels kind of racy. I know that's what I said. We, yeah, she okay. did comment on that when we were watching it. So, uh, logline, good girl Sandy and Greaser Danny fall in love over the summer, fell in love over the summer when they unexpectedly discover they're now in the same high school. Will they be able to rekindle their romance? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> so, let's just do this. Yes, have you seen this movie before? So, I've seen it before right. and uh, <laughs> in grade six, I took jazz dance lessons at Joanne Gadula's School of Dance and we did a performance to Grease Lightning and this was very cool and very exciting and it featured some of the moves from the movie and my sister who is two years younger and like a younger sister does likes to tattletell told my mom who is Irish Catholic uh-huh. there are bad words in the song Grease Lightning Pussy wagon. <laughs> oh so I saw my mom and sister on the weekend. I told them I was coming to tape this podcast. I told that story. They both laughed. My sister said, that sounds accurate. And I said, like, why are you such a tat? Like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you telling? And she said, oh, because you are the ultimate tattletale. And I said, me, when did I ever tell anything? She said, well, once. I had a bag of Hostess potato chips and I pulled out this little tic-tac-toe type of game and there was like a little cheat that you would like scratch off a little bit to see and then you would take a silver crayon and like cover it up in the scratch and I got free potato chips with this and then you told mom. Like that's the equivalent. That is so specific. That, that's the equivalent <laughs> yeah, of that's, telling on Grease Lightning. That's incredibly. Sp- was she an older sister or younger sister? Younger. She's holding yeah, a grudge. She has the list. She has the list of judgment. <laughs> yeah. I actually used to take a list of um, the things my brothers did to me, and then every month I would tally it up and be like, "Which one's the better brother?" Wow. And you'd show them. <laughs> yeah. I would show them. <laughs> I like your style. I like your style. I wish I had siblings. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what was your initial relationship to Greece? Like, do you remember it being a part of your childhood? Like, did you love it? Were you meh about it? I love the son- soundtrack. I love the dancing. And the musical scenes in the movie remain superb. Yeah. In university, Melissa, who's my bestie who I was Mm -hmm. talking about earlier, we did a road trip to Cleveland where my dad lives. And uh, we were down checking out like different bars in uh, an area of a town that was called the Flats. And uh, you know how bars are, they're lively, they're drinking. Anyways, Grease Lightning came on. Yeah. And I looked at her and all of a sudden we were on stage and I was remembering those moves without even thinking doing the pointing and then the fist pump and the pump out and the fist pump doing the pointing and she was following me and we just recreated grease lightning from 
the movie in front of this audience that was cheering <laughs> and then we left and everyone was giving us high fives. Oh my God. So when I think of Greece, I think of Grease Lightning <laughs> and the fact that I am programmed to do the moves and I can pull it out anytime, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That is impressive. So when are you going to do it for us? You have the music ready? <laughs> like, <laughs> Surprise! It's just a standard. Like, it's, it's such a great... And, and throughout the, the movie, actually, there are a lot of the hand jives and other yes. ones, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, There are a lot of just, like, great scenes <laughs> yeah. that you can watch and, yeah. and have fun with. And, and I think that's why the movie lives on is yeah. because it is a solid musical. Yeah. The messages, on the other hand... Yeah. <laughs> And just like the binary, like the good girl, the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. And we've come so far when it comes to like sex and desire and consent because yeah. that's what I really struggled with watching this movie yeah. now in, in 2019 as like an adult woman who's comfortable in her sexuality is the message is that girls don't want sex and sex is something that guys do to them. I mean, I even made a note here, six and a half minutes into Greece. <laughs> There's a reference to putting out six and a half minutes. Yeah. In, right. Yeah. Right. When they're what is that, asking, song? they're asking Danny, right? Mm -hmm. Whether she put out on the beach mm -hmm. or whatever. When he's like, uh, did she put up a fight? How about that? Yeah. Line? That, <laughs> that's, yeah that's in the lyrics. And yeah. then there's a reference to aspirin in, in a Coke drink at the dance. Uh, Sandy also goes, Danny, get off me when he's like trying to in grab a boob, like, yeah. like yeah. a honker, like a boom. Uh, she, she says it's a sin wagon. His oh. car is a sin wagon. Yeah. And then, of course, what happens at the end? She gets a perm, puts yeah. on right. makeup, starts smoking, wears a tight black outfit, right. and then all is good because right. she's now the bad girl. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, he, well, I was going to say he tries to be a jock for five And then he takes seconds. that letter sweater off. Yeah. Yeah. Very American. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, takes yeah, that yeah. letter sweater off. He does try, yeah. Imagine if actually the opposite happened where he remained... That right. kind of goody goody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And what's her name? Rizzo doesn't doesn't like her because she's too pure. She's always wearing white. Blonde versus brunette. Yeah. Long hair versus short hair. I just yeah. feel like there are, are a lot of tropes that we Very see yeah. throughout movies and TV. What yeah. I love about Rizzo, and I once dressed up as a pink lady for Halloween love as it. well. Who yeah. hasn't? I mean, I haven't, but <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't? Will have. <laughs> uh, but, but I love her confidence as yeah. someone who is obviously a full-grown woman playing a teenager. Yeah. I mean, it's just all adults pretending to be teenagers, yeah. not at all looking like teenagers. <laughs> Uh, but she just has this 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 confidence yeah. uh, th throughout the movie that you do look to, and I, I remember even watching one of the young women being like, "Yeah, she she's badass, right?" Oh, like, I yeah. just love the way, her. yeah, the way she she just carries herself. Yeah, I, I have to say one thing about Rizzo, and I'm sorry, this is kind of a story about you, really quick. Okay. Um, when we were watching it together, it's my favorite note that I took. So we're watching it, and just the opening scene. First of all, let's just mention the credits really quickly. The opening credits are so gorgeous. I know, yeah. and, and I that's something so I didn't much. remember, which is, yeah. like, I love them so for those much. listening, if they're not familiar, yeah. they're animated. Mm -hmm. And this was at a time where you didn't see a lot of animation in, in movies, no. and it's that... It's also a five-minute opening I was going to say, yeah. and it's, it's, it's retro, but it's not retro, because right. it was just, like, at that time. So that, like, really funky, yeah. very cool, very 70s. And to move from... Uh, an opening scene, right? Yeah. Where they're on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Very romantic. Yeah. Into an animation. Yeah. It, it, it felt like a, a, a very creative choice. So um, anyway, while we're watching the opening, when it's starting, Carly kind of goes, I don't know if I've seen this movie in full before. And I'm like, 
Pardon me. <laughs> and uh, and excuse me. I just I just was like, oh okay. And I'm like, well, wait till you see Rizzo's opening because her face looks insane in the in the cartoon they really made a weird chin choice and i was like oh yeah wait till you see rizzo and she's like what which one's rizzo and i said just wait and then as the movie continues she was trying to say rizzo but you kept calling her rosie and then at one point you called her risotto i wrote that down that you were you called her risotto and it genuinely was one of my favorite things the yeah. other thing that Rizzo does, a very ahead of her time, is she throws a milkshake. Yes. And yes. that's what's happening now with political leaders. It's, it's only so a moment good. of time before Doug Ford gets a milkshake thrown at him. Yeah, I think Rizzo would have made a good politician. Rizzo. Yes. <laughs> Rizzo. 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 Can I also say, John Travolta's dancing is just so sexy. Yes. He is such a natural. Yeah. It's very masculine, but yeah. also at times feminine. And yeah. we don't see a lot of men dancing yeah. in modern day yeah. movies. We can see it on not Broadway. Like that, no. But yeah. not like that. Not Mm-mm. not. It's beyond choreography. He's really bringing his own personality. And, well, the, and the partner dancing throughout. Yeah. Yes. So I actually, I was watching it and I was like, Am I attracted to John Travolta? <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. And as soon as I started dancing, I was like, yes. And I realized, I actually think dancing is like very, like, okay. So I went, I lived in New York for a little bit. And I went to, uh, I went a couple of times to Juilliard to watch the students dance. And I was like, I am so into these male ballerinas. Like <laughs> it takes just so much skill. And yeah. like, they're just so strength. muscular and strength. I was like, mm-hmm. I just think dancing, it's one of the, my biggest regrets that I didn't learn how to dance. I think it's, such a cool skill. I will say that aside from being a great dancer, uh, as someone who has studied dance, and I also had a B-girl crew while I was at, at Much Music. Of course. Uh, for me, even if someone is just dancing bad, offbeat, but they're having fun and yes. they're in it, yeah. to me, it's just that commitment to be vulnerable, to feel the music, and to yeah. let go. 100%. That is a turn on. So yeah. if you're a great confident trained dancer well yeah that's that's yeah. that's next level in terms yeah, of like yeah. an attraction but but to me like i would rather someone just get on that dance floor and be goofy yeah rather yeah, yeah. than like stand back and I, I find a lot of men especially in canada are just like mm, you know they're, they're so afraid yeah. of not being cool enough uh, but unfortunately i think the opposite happens that like yeah yeah standing on the sidelines you're actually yeah, for sure. You're just out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so what was really fun about growing up in the 90s is that at our high school dances, aside from the slow songs, which I hated because I've been five foot nine since grade eight, oh. right? So I just like hated being the tall girl. And right. I was just always stressed, like, would someone ask me to dance or oh. not? And back then I would not have asked a guy to dance. Oh, well. I would, I would now. I don't care. But like back then I, so I would just go to the washroom. But the fast dance songs, which were normally hip hop. Yeah circles would form and I had a friend Chrissy who also took dance lessons and we would go in and we would do pair routines and that was just so much fun and 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 like just lots of energy but that's the closest we got to what you see in Greece which is a dance competition and people forming lines and there's a lot of uh, swing dancing and yeah I wish that would at all close to happening at my high school. I would love to do was, that. It'd be so fun. We had the Much Music video dance come to our hey! school. Yeah. And I remember it being the biggest thing ever. And it was just, we would just all kind of stand there and watch the screen of music videos. It was so exciting, but no one danced. Or if they did dance, it was the one couple in our school <laughs> that danced over there. And it was. Did you ever get forced to go to those things? 
So when <laughs> I was so when I was at Much Music, they had just figured out the business that it didn't really involve the VJs. Yeah. So I didn't have to go to any. But when I was growing up and watching Much Music, so I went to Holy Cross Secondary School, which is like one Catholic school in one end of town. And there was this other Catholic school, Dennis Morris. And sometimes, like when you were tired of your own school dances, you'd be like, let's go to like the other Catholic school Ooh. school oh. dance. And uh, I went. It was a Much Music video dance party. And Monica Diol was there. And she was the host of Electric circus yeah. which i loved of course it was the dance show <laughs> that was a big deal that right. monica diol was in saint Catharines at dennis yeah. morris the epitome of cool yeah uh, so everyone uh, yeah <laughs> we have everyone and then if you see the school yearbook we had the tea party as well what the hell there yeah yeah what yeah. our student council was serious yes. we had Apparently. there was a rumor that keanu reeves went to our high school for one semester that's Every as far high as we school go. seems to claim that <laughs> in the gta yeah that's literally our our we also had mick perlis from student bodies oh but that's about it ross well, hull is a friend of mine oh, we had ross hull on the he's podcast great. Yeah, i love he's ross. Great. he is Awesome. How I yeah. know Ross is my roommate for many years was Rain Perry Cool, and the two of them were on Student Bodies together. Amazing. So both Ross and Rain did what we saw in Greece, but they did it well. They were grown adults playing tweens, yeah. but they actually looked yeah. young. Yeah, I yeah. love. I we, he was one of our like absolutely. He actually works really close to where we are right now. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What do you have next? I want to know your notes. I don't want to run out. Okay. I love it we talk about the style and wardrobe yes we absolutely. can absolutely yes we can <laughs> so what part <laughs> i don't know how accurate it was to the era it just bothered me this sweaters hanging off of shoulders oh. preppy look mm-hmm. and i i know that we like saw tie? that in the 80s it, yeah so like if you're if you're a guy you would have a sweater tied and like yes, knotted yes, and yes. It would hang out but then if you were a girl like Sandy, the cardigan would just be lightly yeah. on your... So I know it's a style choice, but I found it so distracting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. And then even in, in the cheerleading outfits, like these long skirts... Yeah. And again, I think it's reflective of the era and also being a musical. There's some deliberate style choices. Yeah. Sure. But it just jumped out for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's something to be said. This The wardrobe department on this musical must have had... A freaking blast because what it's it's a 1978 but it takes place in what the fifth it's got to be in the 50 it takes place in 58 yeah okay so i mean if i got to work on a movie that was 20 that takes place 20 years ago i would have a fantastic time and that's an important point i think for me watching the movie in the late 80s 90s i still think it's in the 70s which it's not so i i have my my decades off right um what I love in terms of this this style that feels very believable and aspirational for me are the jackets, the T-birds, the yes. pink ladies. Mm-hmm. So the styles of those two groups, I think they land. The jocks and the cheerleaders fall into that movie caricature. And I guess yeah. that's what you want from a teen movie. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't take them very seriously. Sure. Yeah. Yet I take the T-birds and pink ladies very seriously. Yeah. Well, you did make a good point when you said when you brought up that the fact that it is a musical. and it, And like you said before, Carly, it is based off of a staged play or, or it was it's been adapted to be movie and you can see that in the in the wardrobe representation because it's very like everything is kind of there's a, a color scheme going on with everybody mm-hmm. in the whether it's the student over here the nerd the t-birds the the uh, principal everyone there's a kind of a similar color scheme throughout there's clearly yeah. some patterns and there's some and it's very um 
stage and I don't mean stage because it's written obviously but I mean stage it genuinely seems like it's being performed on a stage and I actually um, wanted to comment on that just kind of segueing into because I studied theater in school theater. and theater and <laughs> in we, Barcelona in Barcelona <laughs> <laughs> with risotto no um, I went to make master uh, for the most random theater degree in the world that has not given me anything but that's not to say you shouldn't do it it was really fun but anyway um watching this and like right in the in the summer loving first song in the movie um and the girls are skipping so it's going between the girls and the guys telling their story of the summer and the girls are skipping through and of course movies are different than real life and no one would even be close to ever moving like that in a normal situation but it was very stage worthy and the guys are all on different levels and of course that's kind of a movie thing but everyone's facing a certain way because they've got their stage you know this and this and they're turning toward audience and it just really it was really interesting to see because it felt like it was on stage and I think that whether it's within the um way that they're facing the wardrobe everything about it and that's where Greece will always be so meta because high schools continue to put on Greece as musicals yes. in high school <laughs> yeah. and I actually was reading a people magazine recently and Greece was referenced twice in two different sections so oh. I think it is just so big mm-hmm. and it does transcend the generations and part of it and, and this is a love hate piece is the tropes right so I, I made a list because you have all the social groups that, yeah. that yep. you expect from a teen movie so you have like the t-birds and the pink ladies you have the patty simcox character who's the goody goody the jocks the cheerleaders and then you have all the different scenarios the sleepover the fixing up a car Mm -hmm. the dance the school fight the mooning yeah the driving yeah the gossip the pregnancy yeah the carnival the The carnival carnival. so the drag race like there's everything is a a Stereotype. Well, what's so funny about uh, the carnival and the drag race? Because I remember thinking, like, do we expect a carnival and drag race? And and does that happen in high school? And then I thought about it. I actually went to a drag race <laughs> in yeah. Niagara while I was in high school, and we actually had an annual carnival at, and it still goes on at Port Luzi by the water. And everyone from high school would go. It was right. definitely a place to be seen. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, these things actually do happen. Yeah. To me, in the movie, that just feels. Like it's the musical, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's such big critical moments. Well, yeah. it was and they're even, so spectacular. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and it's I I hadn't seen this in, I mean I'd seen it recently ish, but not that much. And as we're watching it, I was much more um, aware of everything because I knew that Carly hadn't seen it or at least in full. And so when things are happening, I'm kind of like looking at her and seeing what she's thinking. Were you just watching her face? Kind she's looking bit. at the movie, and you're just watching a her. Bit. But it wasn't until I think we were at the. Um, it was beauty school dropout was that song was happening. And I, just I love like, that performance. Oh, I was going to say, that's probably my favorite. I was going to ask what everyone's favorite one. Okay. Was. Hold on. We'll, okay. we'll go to, I was just going to say that when that part happened, I suddenly just went, because I think you had commented on, wow, this is like whatever you said. And I went, there's so much left to happen that you don't even know. Like there's literally a drag race that hasn't happened yet. There's a school dance. that ha- There's big things that haven't happened yet. Like there's a lot of, climactic po- points of this movie high school in real life is far more boring yeah it's, it's <laughs> there's a lot driving yeah. around looking for something to do there's yeah. a lot okay we can say let's let's talk about the music part what, what part 
Okay. Like, what was your question? What scene? I also just have one quick fact because you're saying how big it was. Okay, so it was the highest grossing movie of 1978. So I, I'm curious about numbers, even though, you know, it sh- shouldn't matter. Whatever. It I, does. Yeah. It does in <laughs> filmmaking and Broadway. Yeah. I'm always curious. Um, Okay, so it was made for $6 million. At the time? At yes, the time. yes. Wow. And then worldwide, it made almost $400 million. Wow. That's isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I would love to know what those numbers are. Yeah, I today. wonder. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I just thought that was so crazy. That is. Insane. I love underdog stories like that. Um. So favorite songs, Jennifer. I have to stick with Grease Lightning because yeah. I just have this commitment to the song. I love the dance moves. You're very loyal. I'm very loyal. New Kids <laughs> on the Block, Grease Lightning for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually really think it comes alive with the dance performance yeah. and then the car coming in and. Uh, just a lot of choices that are made in that scene. And I would say of all the songs, I think most people know Grease Lightning and yeah. they even know to put like the fist pump out and the fist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, kind of yeah. have yeah. like yeah. a. Yeah. What about you? I loved the one about the girl being a beauty school dropout. I thought it was so funny. It's and, called and, beauty school dropout. Well, I loved it. And then I loved <laughs> the end, actually, when they're singing the one that I want yeah. at the carnival. Yeah. It's just fun. They're at the carnival. They're all dancing together like they're best friends. Yeah. I liked it. Like they're best friends. <laughs> I think it, I have a weird answer because I was saying to Carly when we watched this, when I was younger, there were three songs that I would fast forward. All of the slow songs. I did not like slow songs. And I would I would fast forward Hopelessly Devoted. That's Sandy's solo song. When you were watching the movie on VHS? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I go. Actually, <laughs> I didn't know if you meant the soundtrack or just the movie. Oh no, I'm sorry. Like, boom. Yeah, I was okay. like, I hate this. I hate this. I get what she's doing. She's sad. Great. And I would move on. Next. Yeah. So I didn't like that song. I didn't like Rizzo's solo song, and I didn't like Danny's solo song. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the same. I don't want your feelings. Yeah. No. Right. I hated them. I honestly think that Hopelessly Devoted and Danny's solo song are now my favorite ones. Really? I think so because I mean the the. Maybe not so much the movie scene. It n- not much happens. But those songs are the ones I love belting out Is that out where she's around. in her nighty? Yes. And then she's throwing like paper on the water. <laughs> oh my God. It's But in terms of the scene, I think the last one is... I mean, everything's happening. It's just like so much stimulation is happening yeah. in that last one. You're just like... They just wrap everything up. Rizzo's like, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I also... <laughs> Screaming from the... Yeah. yeah. The I also <laughs> didn't understand until recently. Like until the past... I don't know, three times I saw this movie that Rizzo was maybe pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand. I thought she just was angry. Even my mom oh my. said that she saw Grease recently and went, whoa, I had no idea. I so. think it was because I kept fast forwarding her song that I didn't realize that. Well, and, and, and I would be curious what a TV version looks like as well in terms sure. of like words that are muted out yeah. or scenes yeah, that have been edited yeah. down. And uh, also you look for different things at different stages of, of your oh, life. Oh yeah. Right. So, uh, any movie, and I'm, this is what you do on your podcast, but when you watch it back as an adult, you're seeing it from your lived experience. So you're going to sure. pick up. So me watching this movie now, I just can't believe how sex-obsessed yeah. it oh, yeah. is. When I was younger, I didn't really notice that. No. I, I mean, I guess it was it was mentioned, but I just, it was like the outfits and like, yeah. oh, he's cute and yeah. I like this song. And They could have, they could have said, like, there are so many lines, like in Grease Lightning, he says, the girls are cream. And he's like, he's going like, um, doing the movement of, a, of an hourglass, you know, shape of a woman. Didn't mean anything to me. I didn't realize he was even attracted to women. I didn't understand the innuendos. They I air hump a lot it. as well. <laughs> I didn't even. And when, when Kanicki says, get a hickey from Kanicki, I'm like, bah, 
did it like it doesn't even register to me when he's pulling out a condom and it's expired didn't even know it was happening it didn't it nothing registered because i was there for the music kind of and it didn't until i was older i mean i'm not saying yesterday but when i was like probably a late teenager i was like oh there's like a lot of like you said there's a lot of sexual um representation not representation that's the wrong word but sexual innuendos or sexual um I don't even know. Even, even in the storyline. Oh, I yeah. just yeah. feel like it's a central part of the storyline. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, they're calling her virginal. Mm-hmm. And like right there, they're like, San- Sandra D is virginal and doesn't well, like, get a- get your pelvis away from me. And I have a controversial statement. Can't wait. Go on. I thought Sandy was so boring. She- I thought her character was so uninteresting. I just don't know why people were obsessed with her. She like didn't even have that much dialogue. But she's Australian. I, I mean, she's cute. Don't get me wrong. She's like, I get. She's why, sexy six material. She's very sexy <laughs> six. But that's like, too nice. It's true. It's true. She's very nice. But she has the look. She has right? the look, So I she's guess. blonde. She's very thin. Yeah. She represents and presents herself in this very like innocent, like good girl, pure. Like right. I hate all that. Right. Like right. I think that's yeah, what yeah. bothers me about yeah. the movie is like this idea as like a, a woman, you should be like good and I- right. innocent and yeah. uh, a virgin. And we're like, that's not really explored with right. like any of the guys. <laughs> right? I grew up in the, in a Christian uh, environment. So yeah, that kind of stuff triggers me. <laughs> so, so she stands out compared to the pink ladies. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's also why everyone's interested in her. Right. Sure. Like th- that's, that's the power she holds, but you have to think of her star power in, yeah. in the era, especially in the eighties. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She didn't do anything for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> bland i actually we can we can jump to this now because we're we're getting late here um either favorite character or character we related to and i was all about frenchie just love frenchie love the different wigs love how she was just <laughs> ambitious and wanted to go after her dream of being a beautician and she was just a good friend you know yeah did you are you saying you related to her or that you pref- that you liked her the most well i can relate to her in some that's ways a big difference because I, I could you know i had big dreams in high school and i would have like dropped out to pursue them if I could have sure fair enough just like I am Molly I am Sandy but I want to be John Travolta yeah right I want to be doing those dance moves right right? I want to be the leader of the pack (laughs) that's who I want to be but like the reality is you weren't Sandy no you were cooler but but I'm sure maybe a little bit but I'm doing my homework I'm trying to do the right thing you know I'm trying to be she's not creating a magazine (laughs) maybe you're Patty Simcox or whatever her name is a little bit a little bit She's just so annoying. I know, but I she know. has more of a personality. Yeah. At she does. That's yeah, yeah. True. That's very true. She's extra. Um, I I don't remember her name. Who's the one? Jan. I, no, not Jan. The one who goes brush up, brush up, brush up. That <laughs> she's one. Fun. Yeah, she's quirky. That one's me. <laughs> yeah, I think. she's great. I think that's me. Um, I remember. I vividly remember watching this with my friend Kirsty, who I've mentioned in every single episode. Her and I met when we were about five. Still one of my best friends to this day. And Greece. Um, she is one of the people who like made me watch Grease all the time, and I every remember, group of friends has that person. Oh yeah, yeah. she's that. The one. franchise depends on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. She keeps this movie alive, honestly. And I, I have this random memory of us being like twelve or thirteen and watching this, and her being like, "That's you." 
because she was so <laughs> annoying. And I was like, thanks a lot. But now I take it in stride. So screw you, Kirsty. There we go. But uh, I totally, like when she does the brush up, brush up, brush up. And they give that scene time to breathe. Mm-hmm. That's what's so funny about yeah. it, right? Yeah. It's not a quick zing. It's just. It's like she gets a whole part. Like it's a whole thing yeah anyway i totally like a true slumber party yeah well yeah not the one i experienced recently unfortunately (laughs) but but yeah for sure pierce each other's ears okay no blood without passing out can we just talk about that for one moment that is my biggest that is one of the reasons i didn't get my ears pierced until i was 22 and even when i did you didn't know that i my parents we were in england and it was on my birthday so close to about now however many years ago and we were walking down Oxford Street and we walked by Claire's where if you're not from Canada or the States, maybe uh, it's like a teen store where you can get your ears pierced. An accessory, accessory store. Thank you. And my parents were like, do you want to go? I'm 22. Like I'm an adult. I'm a full Are adult. Ready? And I literally, they're like, do you want to go in? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and the lady went and the lady made me leave and walk around the block. She's like, you look like you're going to faint. And she made me go and walk around the block and come back. And then I got them pierced. And it was honestly, like I said, only child, very dramatic. I made it the biggest ordeal in the world. So the fact that this movie like Grease and a movie like Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, when they pierce each other's ears, that there's nothing more horrifying in the world to me than that image well, or thought. So never do that I to me. I think the modern day equivalent would be a poke tattoo. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think well, that's what the kids are. Yeah. People used to, and they pierced their ears with um fucking safety pins in, yeah. in school. Yeah, we did yeah. that in high school. You did that? My friend Caitlin, who um, is now a mother of now a mother of two, almost two. Almost two. She got um, a guy to ice her lip <gasps> and shove a safety pin through it. It's what happens uh, to these students. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's just too much, too much yeah. model a United homemade, Nations and that happens. lip ring? Yeah, she wanted to impress her now husband and it worked. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just picture her their wedding so picture. I yeah. picture their wedding picture. Yeah. Did she have the lip ring in the wedding picture? No, oh. she didn't. I think I got affected. Okay. To be oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good look. Did he do it? Was Chris the one no, who did? No, he was there though. He was watching. Oh my god! That's smiling. Horrifying. Yeah, he was like very excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! This uh, took okay. A turn. So last but not least, we're gonna rate it um, out of ten. What do you think? So I give it an 8 out of 10 okay. because it's above average. Sure. Yep. But in terms of teen and high school movies, book smart. I'm yeah. like really into it right <laughs> yeah. now because I actually think it may be the best teen movie I've seen. Yep. And I know that's a big statement, but I come in here with a lot of reflection because yep. you're experts in this genre. I keep Thank it. At, I keep it as a, as an eight for a, for a teen movie because it's like yep. lacking any sense of like reality or accessibility. Right. If we were to rank it as a musical, I might put it higher. Right. Yeah, but sure. I'm going to put it as eight. It's above average. I like it. Uh, it's very problematic yeah. watching it. Yeah. Here in in 2019, but those. Those songs and, 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 and the scenes, the musical aspect of it really keeps it alive for yeah. me. Sure. And what was your favorite um, teen movie when you were a teen? Does anything jump out? Yeah, it would, it would probably be uh, Clueless. Yeah. And what's so funny is I saw Clueless at the theater, at the movie theater. And in the middle of the movie, someone yelled out, this movie's stupid, and then left. Like left, closed the door, <laughs> and then someone else yelled out, "That's the funniest thing I've heard." 
And like that was awesome that like that happened yeah, yeah, with yeah. teenagers watching <laughs> yeah. Clueless. Sure. So yeah, I, I would say I'm from the, the Clueless era. That's we awesome. haven't done that one yet. We're really oh, excited. Okay, for yeah. it. We're like yeah. saving it. And yeah. also a musical now. Yes, right. that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I would rate it. So I love it. I've seen it. I couldn't even tell you how many times. I love the music. I could listen to the music forever. However, something that I use to judge movies now is my awareness of the time and the length of the movie. If I'm wondering where we are in the movie, that's not a great sign for me. So I really love this movie. So I would say I would give it higher, except the only reason I'm not is because when we watched it, at one point I was like, okay, let's see where we are. And we were only halfway. And I actively was like, just because I, maybe it's because I've seen it so many times anyway. So with that said, I'm going to say 6.8. Wow. Wow. That's low. I know it's low for me, but I, now it's, it's hard because I, I do really, really like it. And I love the music, but there were, there's just a thing. I think maybe it's just because I've seen it so many times that like, I don't want to see it again. Interesting. Does that make sense? It's an interesting way to rate a movie. I know. I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, it's not their fault. I've just seen it too many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's sort of funny. Um, I'm going to give a 7.5. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're in range here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, no one's under. Okay. And no one's 11 out of 10. No one's 11 out of 10. No, no. I, I was like, you know, by the end, I was like fully into it. Yeah. Uh, but it took me a minute. It took me a minute to get into it. Um, but yeah, it's a classic. I'm glad I've seen it now. <laughs> it is yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. It'll continue to do well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it it's just being uh, surpassed by other movies that actually capture the true high school sure. experience. Yeah. Sure. Did we miss any of your notes? Let me <laughs> let me chat. Oh, just one funny quote that I wrote down: "Men are rats." <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put that, like how your face was that. I have, um, I have an embarrassing story that is, is with this movie. I'm so sorry, but this is going to be worth it. I hope. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I was very, uh, we didn't have the sex talk. My parents and I did not have the sex talk and we didn't have, we just didn't talk about it. Like it wasn't shunned upon or anything. It just didn't happen. And my high school, my high school in my mind, at least was very sheltered. We didn't know anything about anything. And when I was young, the first time I saw Grease, I remember, I don't remember what the line is exactly, but one of the guys says something about jugs, referencing a woman's breasts. And he says something like they're jugs. And I remember being like, I have questions about this, but I don't know who to ask. <laughs> so I have this vivid memory, whether I made this up or not, maybe my mother will tell me now at 30 Did you ask old. your parents what jugs are? No. Um, I wish that was the, I wish that was it. I went to my mother and I wanted to ask her about breasts in general. Yeah. I knew that jugs were referencing that, but I didn't want to say breasts. So I was like, ma'am, what about my jugs? Like? <laughs> and I referenced my own as jugs. <laughs> what did her face look like? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she just like slowly turned. He said jugs know. as a child. That makes me so I, happy. I like referenced myself <laughs> or somebody else's, but I made it like I was trying to do it casual. I wasn't, I was trying to be like, Hey, what are the jugs? Like, <laughs> I just, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh no, it just like hits me real fast. That's that, funny. And that's I hope I that did. young men and older men, when they watch Grease, go, oh my God, this movie looks, makes us look like rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Men are rats. It's true. 
Okay, well, um, I'm going to end it as I always do with my Six Degrees of Leo. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so. Carly loves Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Of course. Is yeah. there any other Leo? No. Well, I mean, there's Da Vinci, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but he's secondary. Um, okay, so I John Travolta is in this movie, and he's also in Pulp Fiction, which was directed by Tarantino. Who directed, I was going to say Django, but it's called Django Unchained. I always pronounce words weird. Um, Risotto. Risotto. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's so good. And that was also directed by Tarantino. So that's my connections for today. Yeah. Django. Django. Yep. I, I I don't have one. I didn't do it. I don't ever do it because Carly always beats me anyway. Well, I really want her to challenge me a bit. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, we should wrap this up. Do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything coming up? Do you want to say your Twitter, your Instagram? Yeah, your sure. social media? All of those things at Jennifer Hollett. And this was just a lot of fun. So Yay! thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it always me. goes by so fast. I, I, I feel like... I want to know more about your teenage self. I'm inspired well, by you her. Can and your back. adult self. You can come back. <laughs> nah, teenage self. It, it's been a lot of fun looking through the yearbook and thinking back to yeah. high school. Because I think when you're in high school, you're so awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. fully get to like just appreciate what's what's great about that time. Yeah. You're so focused on what's wrong. Yeah. No. And I think like a huge part of this podcast, I think we could both agree, is that we just want people are listening to just feel like less alone in the um, world that they live in. And I just feel like someone like you is inspiring in that case. So yeah, keep telling your stories. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming. And thank you so much to Aesthetic Magazine for uh, supporting us and actually helping us get in contact yeah. with you. Thanks, And Curtis. so there's a really cool thing that just happened with that. And thank you so much to Eric and Kevin Smale for doing our theme song. Do you want to say really quickly what we're doing next week? Let's pick it. I think we should do... I oh, think... wow. This is a real you, no, pick. No, you're going to pick it, oh, Jennifer. Boy. So pick it out of the... But you can't look. The only right one there. that you can't do is, I think, that one and that one. <laughs> what did you pick? And it's folded I like... Know. A note. A grade nine letter should be folded <laughs> now and then. <gasps> Yay! Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is amazing because let's just say this really quickly. On our Instagram, we put up – so we're doing our summer series, and we put up all of our summer movies that we're doing. And we put it up today – well, on Wednesday. And um, we said, here are the movies we're doing for summer our summer series. Which one are you excited about? And so many people commented now and then. So the fact that Good you choice. just pulled that is awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited. Not only does it say now and then, but it's outlined. I yeah, mean, there's a whole... Carly <laughs> did a great is, job. Yeah, this yeah. is how you do a note. She's yeah. the best. So next week, if you have not seen Now and Then... Please watch please it. Please watch it before you... Well, you can also just listen to it and we'll just spoil it for you. Um, but yeah, that's it. We're uh, going to go now. Goodbye. <laughs> See you next Thursday. Bye. 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 Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.